to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth, stove crew number three. Thank you, guys. I am Daryl Darnell. I'm your host for today's episode, and I am going to have the crew introduce themselves, starting with Brody. I'm Brody Michael Guard, Arlington, Virginia. Heather Michael Guard, Arlington, Virginia. Mara Benson, Hampton, Virginia. Carmen Bliss, Santa Clara, California. Jake Michael Guard, Arlington, Virginia. Bella Bliss, Santa Clara, California. All right, so we got the Battle of the Coasts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know much about Virginia. Do you guys live near each other? It's like four hours apart. About. Okay. So you're not from the same group? No. Okay. No. That's worth worth noting, I think. So, well, welcome to the podcast studio. Most of you guys are making a return visit. Jake, your first time. Welcome. You're doing good so far. You, your introduction was great, loud, easy to hear. Good job. Hi. Looking forward to what you have to say. So... Um, you guys are all veterans, at least this is your second trip, if not more. Uh, mm-hmm. So what is one thing, if this is possible being here, how, this is your third time, Mara? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure surprises still happen. So what's one thing that has surprised you most about this mission to Guatemala? Anything different than you expected or anything maybe different than you've experienced in the past or than what you thought it would be like? And I'd like to ask Jake first, if you don't mind going first, and this is your very first trip. What do you think so far? What's this trip been like compared to what you thought it might be? I thought it would be like like harder with the stoves because the stoves are pretty easy to make. Bella, what about you? Um, just how many, just how many, I guess last year there was um, not as many kids that um, needed to needed clothes, I guess. But I I see how we saw a lady today who had seven kids, and only could afford two tickets. So I'm seeing like more of the need of clothes for people who live here. Um, last year we didn't really see a lot of that. We saw a lot of the kids. Yeah, that's basically what yeah. it's a little different. I was with Heather last year, and I saw something today that I don't remember seeing last year. Maybe I just forgot it. But when we arrived this morning to Corazon de los Niños, there was a massive line down the block of mothers and their children waiting to get those clothes that Bella was just talking about. Was there, was that, did I misremember that? I don't remember that from last year. You're absolutely right, Daryl. I said the same thing to someone today. I'm like, I've never, maybe I was talking to you, but Mm -hmm. I'd never seen the actual donations in action. Mm -hmm. And maybe there just wasn't enough people that. We had a small group last year in our group. Right. But, but yeah, I never saw the line go out the door. And so that was, it was cool to see it. And I even saw um, some of the kids leave with clothes that we had brought mm, that cool. were our mm-hmm. son's clothes at one point. And it was fun to know those kids. And so know look at the Boise State Broncos sweatshirt. I didn't see that yet. But it was good to see, you know, kids that you had met mm-hmm. taking your clothes home. Mm-hmm. And you knew they were going to a good place. So mm-hmm. I ended up talking to Lillian at the end of the day, who's the director of mm-hmm. Corazón de los Niños. And she said they had served 101 kids today. Wow. wow. With donations. With donations. That's just today. Yeah. It looked you know. like nothing was even gone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, last year our group, I was with Heather and, and Brody Michaelgard last year, and I think there was about 15 of us in our group, and that included the sponsors and maybe somewhere around that number anyway. So this year we had like 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the amount of donations that we poured into Corazon de los Niños was just unlike anything I'd seen. This is only my second trip. It's, it is amazing. I was blown away by the volume of donations that, that are there. Just to add to that, I feel like as we, you know, my first year, you don't know what to bring. You kind of are, mm. you know, clueless on what to bring or you go off the list. And I think as you come, you're more aware of the necessities here. So we've gotten better about our packing mm. as we're coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I think in general, as a group, I've seen that. Yeah. That we've gotten better on the things that we're packing. We are getting to know the people and their needs, which is great. That's cool. Yeah, we, and we get a good list to, to work off of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean and Tom and Reese do a great job of providing us with a, a list. But, yeah, you definitely learn, and you mm-hmm. get better next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Brody, this is your next time, right? You were here last year. Mm-hmm. You've got an uh, aged a year, and you've you've got the experience of last year to bring with you for this year. But what's it like? What's it been like? Is it the same as last year? Is there something different that you've seen? There were a lot more people. And we went to different places. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of people in our groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Than last year. Yeah, definitely. Which is cool. I mean, with bigger numbers, the more volunteers we have come the bigger impact we can make in this country. These, these people are so wonderful. They're beautiful people. The beautiful families, they're so giving and, and caring and loving. And yet, you know, compared to what we see around us every day at home, they have nothing. And, and you would just, I don't I get so much from these families. If we, you're, we've all talked about how much we brought and gave to them, but they're giving me so much more that's going to, you know, I get to take home with me. All right, Mara, I haven't forgotten about you. This is totally unrelated to what we do, but we were talking on the way back to the hotel today. How many more exercise groups and, like, people running we've seen today. And and that's just a bizarre kind of cultural thing. Because you see people in the States running and working out all the time. And you've, I've never seen that here. And so it's been interesting. Like, every morning there's a couple people running. And today we saw a whole group of people, like stretching like they were serious i I saw that i was like was that a yoga group we just passed (laughs) yeah it was just not something that that i ever expected to see here so something different (laughs) and then um last last year i noticed a lot more stray dogs Mm -hmm. this year Mm -hmm. i haven't noticed a lot of them Mm -hmm. it might be maybe because last year was my first year and i was all like aware (laughs) oh sure (laughs) all the dogs um but i haven't seen a lot of them lately Mm. You also noticed a lot of dogs on leashes, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, yeah. just more people maybe can afford or maybe can have yeah. a pet. We saw, I've seen, I've been in two homes so far this week, one yesterday, one today, where they had a pet dog. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing any last year. And one was a schnauzer. I was like, wow, <laughs> I don't remember seeing a schnauzer around. Because most of them look like mutts or, you know, just a mix mm-hmm. of breeds. And uh, he was very friendly. All right, so talking about the homes, I just mentioned a couple of them that I was in had dogs, but let's talk about some of the homes that you guys have visited either today or yesterday was our, because we're recording this on Tuesday, if I've got my days right. Mm-hmm. So yesterday was our training day. 
So what have you guys seen in the home? And this, you guys came in yesterday afternoon. I say you guys. I'm talking about Bella and uh, Carmen. So I don't know at what point you came in yesterday and, and what you got to participate in yesterday. But tell us about the houses that you've been in so far. And why don't we start with you, Carmen? Okay, I'll start, I guess, with the first house. So we, I, because we were late yesterday, we today was my first house. And we got picked up. They, uh, they, a couple came to the center first to get donations, and they were an older couple. They were, like, the cutest thing, like, taking mm-hmm. care of each other. They could barely walk. Mm. I mean, I would say maybe in their 70s, yeah, maybe yeah. even older, in their 80s. And so we were coming into their home to install the stove. And... Um, she was just really nice from the beginning, and we installed the stove, and she had called her uh, son-in-law to help us just in case we needed help, and we ended up needing his help for a couple things, which was great. Um, and she was just the sweetest thing. I think, I don't know how many times she said, thank you, and I appreciate it, and, and God's going to bless you. You know, God's mm-hmm. going to pay pay you for this. I can't pay you, but God's mm-hmm. going to pay But she was just so appreciative about it, and we ended up praying together. We asked her, you know, one of the things that I learned this year was to ask for prayer requests. That's something that I didn't do last year. And so we were coming into her house and you say, we're going to pray, you know, for your stove. And then you have a lot of food on the stove. But do you have any special prayer requests? And she had said for our health, you know, they're getting older. Their legs are, you know, they're slowing down. Their legs are hurting. So we prayed for that. But I, and so I saw her at a VBS. She had taken her grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so I asked her how she was doing. And she said, I made dinner on my stove. And she told me that she had made caldo, which is like a Mex- like a, a stew in, in, in Mexico and Guatemala. It's like a stew. And she, she had made a chicken caldo. And then she said that at some point her husband and her was sitting at the table, which is where what stove is at that we installed. And she said that her husband had made the comment of, isn't it nice to eat without the smoke around? Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they had been That's doing so that for years. I mean, here they are in their 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Man, so it was amazing. That was that was mm-hmm. it was a great first house. That's a very I'm I'm like tearing up or that's a very moving story. Uh, um what else? Well, I mean, I don't know if we can beat that story, but let's oh, certainly yes. get another. Yes, we can. Oh, all right, Heather's got her hand up. Well you want me to go into the good one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Well, so our second home today, which was um Brody, Jake, and Mara and I's third home, there was a uh, young, a widow mother of seven. And her wow. husband had just died of an appendicitis um, when while she was pregnant with her twin girls. So, I mean, and this was coming from this lovely old couple where Carmen and I are sobbing, and I couldn't even understand this old woman, and she made me cry. So, mm-hmm. I mean, just her love was radiating from her. So we went from there to this... Young, I say young woman. I'm sure she's 30s, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, when Carmen spoke with her, she just said, you know, God will provide. God will take care of us. I mean, she wasn't, what was me? She was amazing and so grateful and had a beautiful home. Um, tile in the kitchen. I noticed right away this very large farm table mm. with like six chairs around it. With, and, you know, with a mother with seven children, that makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were, they're great. Her little boy who was five, uh, Carlos, was there. And then we all got to hold her amazing baby girls that were four months old. And they had these big chipmunk cheeks, <laughs> and they were so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think we all had a different experience with them, but they they were lovely family, and the stove was very easy to install. Um, Bella knocked that uh, knife into the roof right away, broke through nice. to create the hole for the stovepipe, which is usually the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they it was a great family, and this the oldest son is helping them with the money, and he's working, and the mother also cooks for food for um and sells the food for money but he came home for a second to use the restroom and then put the sombrero on the top for us and um, it was a great it was a great day we got to we actually stopped installing the stove so that we could all have our baby time and (laughs) and even jake held the baby and you liked that little girl huh we even brought her to the center Mm-hmm. We did. Maybe Mara could talk about yeah. that. So as we were kind of talking to her and getting to know the mother of the house, um, she she told us she had seven kids and was telling us, like, these two are in school, these ones are here, etc. And then um, she explained that she was only able to afford two tickets for clothing. And what we mean by tickets, for those of you that don't know, um, Corazon de los Niños requires the family to pay so they have skin in the game They um, to get them to buy into what is doing. It's not a handout, um, which has worked very well for them. And so as soon as she said that, um, we all kind of looked at each other and we're like, we can't let that happen. Like this, after she had said, like, my husband died, all these things were like, if it's a money thing, like, we've got it, we'll buy the tickets for her. Um, and then she explained that her day for donations was the next day and she couldn't take off work. So she had spent that money, and she wasn't going to be able to go anyway. So we're like, no, no, no. Like, you're coming with us. Um, and so we finished installing the stove. Uh, we strapped the babies onto us. And, I mean, I got to carry the one, like, the Guatemalan women, how they have they tie them onto them. And um, we brought them back with us. And Carmen was able to talk to the donations and Lillian and say, like, hey, this is what's going on. Um, and the whole family got clothes. New shoes. Mm-hmm. The mom even got clothes. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, and we saw her later at VBS with two of her boys, I think. And, and we were, and yeah, and so, and it was, I mean, it was hard to recognize her because mm-hmm. she had taken a bath and was wearing her new clothes. And this was like three hours later. And we were talking on the way home how it's like, it's to us, new clothes or something that you get all the time. Like, something's old, you give it away or throw it away and you get something new and she was so proud that she couldn't even wait till the next day she was Mm -hmm. getting she went like i'm sure she like walked right home cleaned those kids up changed their clothes um and so it was just it felt really really good because it was she was one of those people you knew like she really needs this and to be able to help her and um yeah, it was good. And, I mean, holding babies is fun, too. Yeah. But um, it was really... And she... I mean, they got a whole huge bag of clothes for the babies. And it was a very good experience. That's an amazing story. I don't know how Sean does this. I'm over here just wiping my <laughs> eyes left and right. Sean, how do you do this? And that just, ah, okay. Amazing stories. Kids, I want to hear from you guys. Uh, what are some of the things that you've seen in the in the homes so far, or maybe some of the experiences that you've had that have made an impact mm-hmm. on you? Uh, let me let me call you guys up, Brody. You've been quiet for a while. We'll start with you. You want you want to take a minute to think? We can come back to you. Okay, Bella's ready. Okay. So 
this isn't really about what I've seen in the houses, but um, when we were in the second lady's house, um, how we said before, when we were in the first lady's house, we asked her what she needed to pray for. So in the second lady's house, we asked her what she wanted to pray for. And instead of saying, oh, my family, I need some prayers, she said, oh, I need some prayers for my mom. My mom is getting di- like diabetes, and I want some prayers. And like I'm over here looking at my mom, like, um, <laughs> like I'd be like, please pray for me, like, <laughs> you know. And over she's saying like, pray for my mom, like just how like generous she is. Instead of thinking about herself, she's thinking about other people. And I've noticed that a lot in the culture about how they're very caring about like supporting others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, cool story. Mm-hmm. Jake, you got one? Yeah. Okay. So when we go to the, like the sender, if anyone has a hat, we play like hat dodgeball and like when we went to um v- VVS, like we put, kept playing hat tag and the people that came on the mission wanted to get the Guatemalans so they could actually have fun. Mm-hmm. And um, when you play hat dodgeball, you would get like two lives. You get like shield and health. Oh. oh so it's you like guys have up game. the rules. It's a new game that you're playing with them. And right. if you get two catches, the, pers- the person that got out like first is back in. And it's amazing how the Guatemalan children and the American children, I mean, it's just like this kid language. I don't know how they do it. There's a total language barrier, but they've figured out how to play this game and they jump right in and they know, like, it's amazing to watch that they don't need to talk to each other, but they're playing this game and it's intense and they all know what's going on and we don't even know what's going on half the time. So that's right. really awesome to see. I think that game started last year with, with mm-hmm. our group, with Maddox. Yeah. Maddox is a bundle of energy and... <laughs> He brought this hat last year, and I don't know how it started. Brody, you were here. Maybe you know. It's this hat dodgeball is exactly what it is. And you're right. I mean, the language barrier doesn't doesn't matter. Uh, they figured out, and, and it's they're all speaking the same language when they're playing this game, which is really cool. Brody, do you have a story you want to share? No? That's fine. That's fine. Um, let's talk about maybe... And I don't know if you, you've already given me so many great stories. Um, and it's, the week is early, but it's been there. Is, is there anything else that's happened this week so far? Maybe even among the team. I, I, I'd like to, I'm not supposed to speak. This is your time, but I have to say, Carmen, this is my first time getting to know you and Mara as well. Both of you guys are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Carmen, watching you do the games today. Yes. Mm-hmm. You, it's a gift. I mean, the way you communicate. Switching back and forth instantly between English and Spanish, mm-hmm. it was a sight to behold. Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh, so thank you for being here mm-hmm. and and exercising your gifts with uh, with all of us and the Guatemalan kids. And so that was really cool for me. I don't know any other stories from from the trip so far that you want to share. Uh, like I said we already kind of had some good the ones. Houses mm-hmm. have like they don't have like. Some of them have, like, walls, mm-hmm. but, like, the roofs are, like, made out of these scraps. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, it's, and they, and they have, like, little holes in them. Mm-hmm. And you, we, 
and we use like this red like dingy silicone we mm -hmm. use this red silicone to cover up the holes mm -hmm. so the smoke just goes like out of their house mm -hmm. and for the rain too to block yeah. the rain mm -hmm. and like some of the houses have like all just little scraps around them mm -hmm. quite a bit different than your house at home isn't it yeah, yeah very different so this isn't really a story, but it's something that I saw. So when we were at the second lady's house, I saw that she had used um, these bags to cover um, a little opening in her house. And she was telling us that she put it there because of all the volcanic ash it was starting to come in. So she said that she wanted to block it out. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just shows how they're so resourceful, mm -hmm. like anything they have. And we were also at the first house. And there was... Um, there was a hole in the lamina, and we couldn't quite get to it from underneath. So there was a guy who um, climbed the roof to go put some on. So we were about to hand him the glove, like, to put it on. And he had already had a piece of plastic on his, like, like from, like, a bag or something. Mm -hmm. A piece of plastic on his um, finger. He was all ready to go, and he was he told Mara, no, no, no. Like, he was like... Mm. <laughs> I got this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just shows how, like... How anything they got, they they find a purpose for it. Mm -hmm. And we're like, when over here, we're like, oh, no, you can throw that away. We won't use it. Mm -hmm. But like how over here, they're just like, no, 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 keep that. We'll use it. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> And they do use it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For those of us who are a little older than you, my like my grandparents' generation, they were kind of that way. Mm -hmm. They grew up in an era where you needed to be resourceful and you didn't take anything for granted. If you had something, food, they didn't throw food away. They found a second use for it or a third use for it or they, they kept things. And I think you're right. We live in the, now in the United States. It's a disposable society that we live in. So mm -hmm. that's a good lesson I think we can take back home with us and put back into action. Mm -hmm. Anything else from you guys? This is my left-hand side of the table. I would just say last year, Daryl, you remember, we, we had such a small, close group, and mm -hmm. we all kind of knew each other, and it was it was great. And I remember being a little nervous and leery about coming back this year when I knew there was going to be 40 people or 38, I don't know how many. And, you know, we're what's today, Tuesday, I mean, already, it's amazing, like, this group is incredible, and, you know, I've already had a chance to at least have one conversation with everybody, and um, it's different, but it's good, and I think, you know, whether you come with a, a ton of people or a few people, it's, you know, the reason why we're here, and just the things that we get to do and it, it is it's the community that we build together and we're all kind of like like-minded and it's just it's been wonderful so yeah I want to yeah. add to that because we have a little story about that too so Bella and I are week two and all of our friends came week one mm. so Bella and I are traveling by ourselves um and didn't know you know didn't know what to expect by ourselves and we knew that we knew a couple of people here like the nices and judy and uh, nancy and garland but other than that you know we had like 21 people from the church last week and we couldn't make it because we had a prior commitment with a softball tournament and so when we decided to sign up because there was talk about not coming just because it might not work into our schedule um 
we said, then, you know, are we going because we're going with friends, which is great to serve with friends, or are we going because we're, we want to just serve? Is the bottom line that we want to serve? And Bella and I had that conversation. We decided that we wanted to serve. It didn't matter what we came, we came. So we were a little bit about coming in and like meeting new people, but we were excited about it too, right? Just meeting new people that had the same kind of desire to serve and and teach that to their kids, which is great. Mm. So, um, but I agree with Heather. I feel like it's been day one for me and I already feel like we've bonded a lot, you know? So just, so it's been great. I feel the same way. I was with Heather last year. I have social anxiety when I have to meet and talk to new people, it, it freaks me out. Once I get to know you, no big deal. But that initial idea of talking to someone for the first time just freaks me right out. And so, and adding has it too. And so we talked about, gosh, this is a lot of people this mm-hmm. year. What are we going to do? Well, we at least know that group of people. Maybe we don't have to talk to, not, not that we wouldn't, but it was just like, we were like trying to reassure ourselves that everything would be okay. But yeah, day two, and you guys are awesome people. You know, <laughs> why was there ever any doubt or any anxiety? Yeah. I don't know. So I don't know. That's maybe that's the message. If if you're wondering, like like you, Carmen and, and Bella, like, oh, it'll just be the two of us. I don't know all these people. From, I don't have a group of people that I'm coming with from church, or I don't have a group of podcasters that I know from this circle of friends. You know what? After day one, mm-hmm. it'll be all right. You know, mm-hmm. so if we can do it. You can do it too. I mean, I'm here by myself. Like, I know people from previous years, but, mm-hmm. like, not in my family. And, I mean, the first time I came here, I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And I was here by myself. And, I mean, it was scary. And it was like, is it, am I going to be on this island by myself? And, like you guys have said, from day one, it's like, nope. Yeah. We're a family. We're all in this together. Um, so, that fear is definitely one that's easy to get over. Because yeah. it's, like, right away. That everyone's very accepting, very loving, and makes it feel like it's worthwhile to come and step past that. All right. Well, as we begin to wrap up here, any final thoughts that you'd like to share with anyone who's listening, who may be interested in joining? That might be a great segue into that since what we just talked about. You're going to have to install, like, if you're in, if once um, team will get to install five stoves and like, but that, team is like people that have that has like a a lot of people because they because they're like because and they have like people that like are have done this before Mm -hmm. so they so like they would do it fast Mm -hmm. yeah i would just say it's it's the most rewarding experience and you know, it's it's what we can give to the families, but it's also what the families can give to us. Um, just walking down the streets in Guatemala and knowing that everyone I pass is going to look me in the eye and say Buenos Dias makes me from Idaho so happy because in Washington, D.C., people don't say hi to you. And they're just nice people. And, there's, and we can do so much in such a little time. Um, and just bringing two 50-pound bags of clothes with us on that airplane is worth so much to them. So it's, it's you just have to do it, though. I mean, I th- you know, I, it's the whole someday conversation. There's never going to be a great time in our lives. We, we are busy. We, there's always other commitments that may or may not come up. But now is the time. Like, 
just do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you will not be disappointed and you will not regret it. Totally agree. Just to add to that, I just want to say how safe it's been to travel with, yeah. with Bella. And I, that was one of my biggest fears was not me, but that traveling with my daughter who's underage and then watching this week um, how many kids are here with their parents. So if you're thinking about, you know, if that's maybe what is stopping you from coming, that you're not sure if you are safe traveling with your kids, we just want to reassure you that it is a safe place. Yeah. Um, they do a really good job making sure that we stay safe and we stay in groups and the kids are, we all kind of watch over each other's kids and the kids are very involved in what we're doing mm-hmm. and every aspect that we're doing. So I just kind of wanted to comment that because I know for me, that was a big fear yeah. before coming. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It's true. We've got two eight-year-olds with us this year, all the way up to, I mean, I guess you stopped being a kid at 18, but <laughs> so, but they, we go all the way up. I mean, my daughter's 15, Brody, you're 10. Yeah. Bella? 11. 11. And, and everything in between. So definitely a family environment, mm-hmm. safe for kids. So no fears. We even have some that have food allergies that are here right. this mm-hmm. week. Some severe food allergies. Bella, I didn't know that. So it's it's safe. And we have fun. I mean, kind of all of us here at this table, right before dinner, ran to get money consolas out of the ATM and then ran to the breads the bread bakery that has this amazing banana bread and chocolate bread and mango bread. And then we we're like, we're going to be late for dinner and our <laughs> podcast. So we were like running through these cobblestone streets and it is so safe and, yeah. and it's fun. But first we stopped at like this place where you just like walk in mm-hmm. and yeah. you tell them what you want and they just like give it to you. Mm-hmm. And, um, we, and you could get like chips and soda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yep. So like, I before I came last year it was my first year. Um, I had heard so much about this trip, and you really don't know what the experience is until you do it. Mm-hmm. And when you do it, you get so much out of it. You get like, I remember coming back last year, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, that I need to be grateful for. I need to be grateful for this." And then like, you just look at all the things, and like, I'm not saying you compare it to what you have, like what they have. But, like, it really gives, like, your mind a little twist. Like, you're like, oh, my goodness, like, this I should be thankful for. Or, like, you know, like, food. We should be, like, thankful. But, like, most people before this trip, you're like, oh, it's food. I have food every night, (laughs) every day. But, like, they really don't know. You must have to experience the other side to know. Yeah. I think that's a great way to end the podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, on behalf of Sean and Damaris, Lillian, and Corazon de los Niños, thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thank you for sharing your stories on the podcast. Adios. Adios. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying, Dios te bendiga, may God bless you. Vaya con Dios, go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.